Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo Podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet. And then we'll tell you what we, what I think, at least in this case, but what we think. <laughs> On this episode of the Taste Test, our Jesse samples Darren Chris's very Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Let's get right down to it. Yes. What did it taste like? Mm. I had to think long and hard about this because I had to uh-huh. really kind of get into what my emotions and feelings were when I was listening to this particular album. And uh-huh. the way I kind of think about all holiday albums, I think when it comes right down to it, is it reminds me of a Starbucks holiday drink. And this one very much reminded me of the new Starbucks sugar cookie oat latte. Have you had that? that No, we were very bitter because my wife asked for a creme brulee. She's like, we don't have that anymore. (gasps) And she's like, what? But we have the Starbucks sugar cookie oat latte. What does it taste like? It tastes like a sugar oat cookie, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. The interesting part is, is, is that here in Canada, it's an oat latte. Interestingly enough, in the States, it's an almond latte. So it's a sugar cookie almond latte. So it's like, what? We can get oat milk more easily in Canada? I guess that must be the case. I have no idea. Like, that would be interesting Mm -hmm. to kind of find out. But that's for another episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think to myself, it's interesting that they don't make the caramel brulee latte because that is my holiday drink. Oh, is that you know, I do apologize. No, it's the eggnog. It was caramel brulee she ended up having, it, yes, which is very good. But she was yes. really upset about the eggnog. And I was like, oh, too bad. Oh. And then they offered both. And then she went, like you, she does enjoy the caramel brulee I latte. I love the caramel yes. brulee latte. So that is my ah. go-to holiday drink. But in this case, instead of saying that this is like a caramel brulee latte, it is like mm-hmm. this Starbucks new drink, the sugar cookie oat latte. And mm. I think to myself, the reason why is, is because when I drink the Starbucks sugar cookie oat latte, it feels mm-hmm. both Christmassy, so familiar, but also instantly new, right? Like it's a new flavor profile. So it's a similar flavor profile that you'd be used to during the Christmas holidays, but it's okay. not something that you have that often. So, mm-hmm. you know, like amongst all the dessert that are out there during the holidays, like you'll pick up a sugar cookie, but then you'll pick up a whole bunch of other things. And it tends to be kind of like that in-between sweet. Well, I kind of found that about Darren's album, right? It was instantly familiar, but also new at the same time. And so that's why I would compare it to a Starbucks sugar cookie oat latte. It's familiar in that it has a few of the popular classic, like the Christmas song or have yourself a merry little Christmas or Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Yeah. Yes, classic song. Mm-hmm. But it's new in that, you know, he does a lot of referencing of lost or forgotten classic. Interestingly enough, he has a really fun version of I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas <laughs> and a really upbeat version of River. You know, oh, you know that song River upbeat. that Leah yeah, Michelle by Joni, did in Glee? Yeah, yeah and, Joni yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, Joni Mitchell as well, right, which is where the original is from. Really yeah. slow and melancholic, which if you think about oh. it, most popular Christmas songs are melancholic Christmas songs, as we've discussed before in previous <laughs> Yeah, episodes. 
in our warm up, yeah. But he does a very, very kind of upbeat version of River. And oh. then he does this other kind of like lesser known hit called Everybody's Waiting for the Man with the Bag. So, of course, obviously <laughs> that's in reference to Santa. And it's interesting, like it takes on a very big band jazz approach, but not being overly big or overly jazzy. When you think of uh-huh. like a big band jazz approach to Christmas, I usually think of Michael Buble or Frank Sinatra yeah. or Big Phil orchestra. Yeah. 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 So a big, huge orchestra. It has kind of like those loud moments, but a little bit restrained at the same time. And it does feel like a little bit like a Phil Spector album, but not exactly oh. like a Phil Spector album. So for our listeners that don't know, that's kind of reminiscent of what Mariah Carey has done with All I Want for Christmas in some ways. That's a very kind of mm-hmm. um, in the same design or vein as a Phil Spector Christmas song, it tries to avoid, like one of his Christmas songs says, like all of those Christmas cliches. So it tries to not be cliched. And then along the way, does it get help from Adam Lambert and even Evan Rachel Wood and Lainey Wilson, a country singer? Yeah. So it's got got some help. Yeah. He's got a bit of a mix in there and they're they're placed well within the album because what's a Christmas album, but with a few people being featured along the way. And so again, like it has notes and familiarity with Christmas music. And yet at the same time, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of new stuff in there. That's how I would probably say what it tastes like and why I compare it to a sugar cookie oat latte. Does the sugar cookie oat latte, was it worth pop culture calories? I think so, but I would have to kind of say, and the reason why it's almost conditional in some ways is it really depends on my mood. And I think you'd probably know this. There was a time when our friend Tara would always (laughs) ask me to bring my box of Christmas CDs. Yes, listeners, I have a million and a one Christmas CDs. I still keep it. Milk crates. Yeah, Yeah, milk crates. And... Like, I think you know this, but our listeners don't know this. You should know that I'm a big Christmas CD collector in a lot of ways. And Frontera would ask us to, you know, for me to bring to her holiday party all these CDs. But of course, as, you know, streaming has kind of come around, her need for that has waned appropriately and accordingly. But I absolutely love Christmas music. And I always, as you know, enjoy looking in September or August as to what's going to be released in the Christmas season. And so, mm-hmm. and the reason why I'm kind of giving you this kind of story in terms of pop culture calories is, is that for me, Christmas evokes nostalgia. And I find that there are rarely really big breakout hits or classics, you know, very few. Like I think maybe the last one I would probably have to say was before Mariah Carey's kind of big Christmas album is probably Michael mm-hmm. Buble's Christmas album as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, that it, it, fits in that, but it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be in my rotation playlist of sorts. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm in the mood for something different, I think I'll definitely listen to this album in the background. And I think in my mind, like where I'm actually listening to it is when I'm like doing some Christmas baking is really what it kind of comes down to at the same time. So, So, you know, something in the background. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. So proposed, kind of so thinking. on point. So this is why we have the taste test. You're, we're totally yes, throwing up the balls we, and you're batting them down. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly how I kind of think I'll be listening to it as I'm wanting something just a little bit different, maybe not feeling nostalgic and yet doing something Christmassy at the same time like Christmas baking. So what I think is really interesting is it'd be interesting to maybe do kind of like a revisited this taste test in five years time where it would be like, you know, has this album grown on me over the years? Aged. Yeah. So I okay, wonder well, if it will. Well, so that's kind of what I'm wondering. So, you know, 
we'll, we'll earmark that for Hello Hello season, Hello Hello podcast season nine. Um, yeah, season I'll put that nine. in our notes. <laughs> yeah, you'll have yeah, to put that mentioned... in one of our Google Docs. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier, it reminded you of some big bands earlier. Like, what else does it remind you in that big pop culture buffet, this album? Yeah, I would have to say, yes. Yeah, so big band, certainly for sure, it reminds me of music like Phil Spector's Christmas albums or Michael Buble's Christmas album that, you know, that one that he started off with and then repackaged a number of times yes. with different deluxe <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, deluxe. What it also reminds me on that pop culture buffet is, is, is that it reminds me of Clay Aiken's Merry Christmas with Love. And I think it's because of Darren's voice quality. I'm not saying that Darren's voice quality is like Clay Aiken's voice. I think that they're very distinct and different voices, but the quality and the warmth of Mm -hmm. him singing these Christmas songs reminds me of Clay's earnest-filled singing of some of these kind of bittersweet Christmas songs that he was singing. So that's what I would have to say. It's a cross between Michael Buble's showmanship album of that Christmas repertoire that he's kind of put out over mm-hmm. a number of years, as well as like the vocal quality and earnest that Clay Aiken has in his Merry Christmas with Love. I never knew Clay Aiken had an album. Yeah, actually, it was his second album. And I have to say, mm-hmm. I actually loved the music. What annoys me is the song order on Clay Aiken's Christmas album. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this is the days of the CDs. So yeah. now on my Christmas playlist, I put it in the order that I think it should have been in if I was his producer and say that this is the actual flow of Christmas songs. You, heard it, what I've you done. heard it here first. You heard it here first. Not yeah, only yeah, will yeah, you yeah. give you taste test thoughts, but, you know, order and orchestration. Now let's move on. What did yeah. you appreciate about Darren's album? Yeah, great question. What I most appreciated about it is, is that it didn't have to try too hard. And I think when you think of Christmas albums, there is a formula to a Christmas album. And some Christmas albums really try hard to be classic. And then I just have to say that they just sound nice. <clears throat> Carrie Underwood. yeah it's nice there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing i mean listeners will remember that i did a taste test on carrie last year christmas album yes that's right really nice but i think sometimes that it just tries too hard to be classic and i think if you try to be a classic you just end up coming off as nice i don't think you can actually put in your mind oh let's try to make a classic christmas album that's something that'll stand the test of time i think what ends up happening is that it's like it's nice it's nice i don't know that i would listen to it quite often but it's nice and then i also think too other <laughs> christmas albums try hard to be very different and then mm-hmm. it's like it comes off as instantly forgettable and when i think about it i have to really think hard on who was trying to be unique i don't know like CeeLo, maybe well, like i know some people might <laughs> might might well, think no i think sarah mclaughlin had an album, album out remember sarah mclaughlin had an album yes. and it was yeah, a bit more wispier it was just a bit more wispier and all that stuff right like yeah, yeah yeah and to me that sarah mclaughlin album like it doesn't resonate within me it doesn't reverberate yeah. in me and in fact i think of it more as probably a winter album as opposed yes. to a christmas album i feel like it's, it's something true. that i would be listening to at the end of january after a long walk in the snow or something like that and thinking oh i just you know cozying you, up by a fire but i don't necessarily think of like christmas and gifts and the no. tree and stuff like that in, on that particular album 
You, my friend, paint a pretty picture. Now, oh, would you sample? You, you I, definitely. This paints a pretty picture, listeners. We'll have to listen to this again. Would you sample the album again? I would when yeah. I'm actually doing some Christmas baking, of course, right? And I would <laughs> add it to my Christmas baking playlist. Is probably what I would say. You know, in terms of sampling it again. And to whom would you recommend it? Who would I recommend this to? I would say if you want something really instantly nostalgic. Folks, this is not your album. I would just redirect you back to Michael Bublé's Christmas or Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas or Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Oh, that's a good album. Yeah, yeah. You can put that on. That really puts you in the mood, all that stuff. Like my favorite, of course, is the Christmas album by The Carpenters. You know, that, that oh, is yes. certainly my favorite and go-to oh, Christmas album. Oh, oh, yes. I, will, I with, actually will play that. Yeah. yeah, especially after this podcast taping. Yes. But with respect, to A Very Daring Christmas, I would say I would recommend this for the Christmas music aficionado. It is well ah. worth listening. Again, it doesn't try too hard to be something different, but it still respects that Christmas format and it keeps those harmonic devices and Christmas melodies. Anyone that loves, loves, loves Christmas music like myself, I think you would probably appreciate this particular, you know, addition to the, you know, the Christmas albums that are out there in the catalog world. Well, on that festive note... Listeners, tell us what your favorite Christmas album is. And hey, take a sample of Darren Chris's album if you're in mood for a sugar oat cookie or want to bake. Email us mm-hmm. at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at hollowhollowpop. And you can find us on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chaltering. And we'll see all of you guys again real soon. And Malagay and Pasco, and Merry Christmas. Malagay and Pasco, Merry Christmas. Yeah, let's, let's put the carpenters on. Let's put the carpenters on. Bake some cookies. All right. <laughs>